return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. Six twenty-five of the Mike Calter Show. It's one hundred two five. The Bone. Carmen, you get nervous? Oh, she should be. It's so scary. Yep. No. Wait. Oh, this is scary. Just imagine a dirty clown coming after you. And the lights are flickering. Yeah. The alarm just went off. People were like, did they go to my Iran? Yeah. Listen. Listen, don't request Slipknot if you don't want to hear Slipknot, Carmen. Carmen said, you know what I want to hear? I want to hear Before I Forget by Slipknot. I said, that's yeah. not a problem. We got it right here for you. Never yeah. in a million years would that come out of my mouth. Ironically, Chad loves this song. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I want to be surprised. Comes Slip on right after. Yeah. <laughs> right after Nickelback. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at, um, at, at forgiving. No, I'm not. I shouldn't lie. I'm, not, I'm pretty good at forgiving people if I have a good... Hey man, I'm sorry I did this. It was a mistake, and I go, okay, cool. People make mistakes. That's where I'm good at. But I'm not. I'm not good at forgetting those sort of things. Like I told this story a bunch of times before, but I had in eighth grade, I had a coach who hit me in the face with a basketball, and when I was in my twenties, I went back and beat him up. And I'm pretty proud of that uh, because it helps me sleep better at night. Most people would say. Most people in the medical field would say I'm crazy as a result of it, but I think it was a perfect closure that I needed to a situation. There's another guy that I went to high school with that was constantly uh, picking on me, which I know you might be saying, how is he picking on you? He was a he was a tall guy. He wasn't as big as I was, but he was tall. And he just felt like he was so much better than me. And I think it was because his family had a little money and he got real cocky. Are you talking about me? No, but it's oh, okay. similar. Similar. Uh, like <laughs> I found a way to monetize your meanness. So uh, in in this kid's case, he left my school after, like, sophomore year and went over to Farrell. And I went, um, you know what? Even at 50 years old, if I saw that dude today, I would punch him in the face. Or I would, like, I would spit in his face so that he would try to hit me. You know what I mean? And then for some reason, Facebook just put him in the people you should know thing. You know, people you may know. Oh. And uh, I'm not going to spit in his face. Oh, my God. Look what, at this. Is he a monster? Oh, Whoa. my God. He was not. Look at the size of that guy. Good Lord. Yep. Send, so us, you, send us a picture. We want to see. Yeah. You win, buddy. Yeah. You win, Billy. Well, just bring a bring a little little taser. No, we'll, you know. I like to avoid this situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, look. I'm not stupid. That's I'll just have to live with the anger with him. That is a big man. I saw that and I read the name and I went, yikes. Yeah, but is he like bodybuilder, muscular, or whatever? Yes. Yeah, just crank on his legs. He'll go down. <laughs> a lot of those guys don't work legs. Yeah, maybe true. if I was 20 years old, I'd crank on somebody's legs. Uh, yeah, crank his legs. Mm. I got to tell you, I think he's posing that way because he's got big arms. Listen, he's got yeah. big arms and big shoulders, but he's uh, probably got a big fat gut, too. He's like a power lifter guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. I don't need that. You, you know can take I mean? him. I oh, bet you can take him. Look at his stupid face. He looks like, he looks like uh, if Artie Lang <laughs> took a different path in life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're, right. you're absolutely right. And that path was lifting yeah. things as he walked past them. The <laughs> funny thing is like all my friends are friends with him they all like him you know what oh, i mean yeah. so yeah like if i was yeah, there's a chance i would hold on have to wait 30 years before i fight galvin you spit my face <laughs> you don't uh, know what you did facebook <laughs> anyway that was uh that was him you're right i'm looking at some other pictures or look at him in high school so there he was in high school 
Not as intimidating. No, not as at Still all. Still looks like a dick, though. He's yeah, got a dick yeah. face, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you his picture in high school. He definitely got dick face in high school. Yeah. But whatever. He could play the bully in any 80s movie. Which is easily. weird because I was not, like, an easily bullied guy. It just, he was just one of those people who was, like, such a jerk off. Uh, but I did, I, I did hang out with his girlfriend once. <laughs> you got him back then. Oh. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Anyway, no, it wasn't sex. I didn't have a lot of sex in high school. Then just being honest about that. By a lot, do you mean any? <laughs> no, I had a steady girlfriend from sophomore to senior year. He got one. That's and right, Mike. We did, <laughs> we did a lot of we did a lot of the sex. Me and me and all the, the DM. So I didn't have sex in high school at all. Really? Yeah, just oh. face. Yeah. How many guys did you do that to? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Yeah. You know, we uh, we did. We I went from having um, you know freshman and sophomore year. Well, freshman year was dry, and then in uh, February of 87, me and Danielle got together, and it began or began right out of the gate, man. I was doing a lot. Of I started in, like, junior high, man. I was doing stuff all through high school. Yeah, I don't know. I was so scared. But I have three older brothers, so I think that may have been, you know, part of the factor where, like, I was like, oh, okay, you, you know. I see, yeah, what's, you had I see what's going on. Yeah, you had you had confidence because you had big brothers, so you already had that like swag. Where oh, there is nothing better than you know because my yeah. my oldest brother is only you know five years older than me. So the fact that uh, those girls and you know all my brothers are just a couple years older than me, so all those girls would be like, "Oh, it's little Galvin." <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, not little anymore. And check this out. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out very well for me. Uh, I, but when Danielle and I were together. It was good because we were right out of the gate. We were like, boom, boom, boom. And nobody expected it from her because she was like an honor student. And she was real smart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I remember it was in my, uh, I was in my um, driver's ed class. And it was my, my driver's ed teacher was my friend Tommy's father. And all my buddies, it was me and, like, three of my buddies in the car together. And they were like, you have sex with her? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't know. She's so she's so quiet and smart. You know, she doesn't look like that kind of person. And I was like, no, she's, no, she's crazy. And the driver's ed teacher was like, yeah, I had it for driver's ed. There's no way I would think that either. And I was like, it's true. I swear to God. Anyway, so um, uh, what was I going to say? There was just, it was after we had been doing it for a while, I think she started, she was reading something in Teen Magazine. And it said that um, she was getting nervous about getting pregnant. Oh. So she, in the article, it said, I'm get, I'm having sex with my boyfriend, but I'm nervous about getting pregnant, and I don't know what to do and how to tell him. And uh, they said, you know, they wrote this long response, and they were like, if you have a hard time telling him, give him this article. So she cut it out and gave me the uh, article. boo. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> And we broke up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I wasn't, well, I was like, listen, uh, I got in. You could have just called me. I don't, yeah. I don't need you to give me homework. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to go read a teen magazine article, and then it made me feel bad. Like, I did something wrong. Right. I was like, uh. Oh, I was like, man. you're the you're the horn dog that came at me in your mom's boyfriend's house. Yeah, I was sleeping. You woke me up. High school's tough, man. Yeah, high well, school's tough, and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but we knew when we figured it out. It was <laughs> fine. It was fine afterwards. Um, uh, so many things to get to. I watched more of that Woody Allen documentary last night. Yeah, still sleepy. Well, I, I have to tell you, Gavin. No, this one significantly picked up. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I went into it not watching it before and thinking Mia Farrow. Was all, and I still think it is a little bit crazy. I believe that she's part of the problem here. If you're adopting that many kids right away, 
right away I have to look at you and go, why? Why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like, I know if I start adopting a bunch of kids, it's because I grew up poor, I have a little money now, and I want to try and help some kids out. Like, there's a direct correlation. What was Mia Farrow trying to do? And then when she adopted them, they had, I don't know, they had, like, she was trying to make them into these, they had a French teacher that was there full-time, like, just walking around like a nanny who was also teaching them French on top of another nanny, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird life that she was trying to give to these kids, and that they were not Woody Allen's kids. Sunni, by the, uh, the biggest takeaway was Sunni's name is not Sunni. No, it's Sunni. Sunni. Oh. Yeah, I noticed and, that whenever they were talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. The whole world has been calling her right. Sunni, and it's Sunni. So uh, Sunni was the uh, out of all of them, she was the quiet one, and blah blah blah. And this documentary takes the audio book from Woody Allen, so you can hear some things in his own words, and interviews with Mia Farrow and her family friends and the other siblings, and it breaks down the uh, Sunni stuff. And a, lot of, and a lot of times in the past, I have said, listen, I firmly believe that when you fall in love, you fall in love. And although that's a weird love situation, and it's tough, they're still together. They still have, they have kids, they have a life, they seem very happy together. Maybe that's just it, man. Maybe he just finally found his soulmate, she fell in love with him, and as weird as it is, that's love. But after watching that last night, it was it's clear that he is a predator man. Right. He yeah, yeah. Cause... Sought her out because she was she was the one that was least social. He did good things for her, like he put her in his movies in the background and stuff. He gave he found out what her weaknesses were and he preyed upon them. But also and... the the really weird thing about it is if you were dating someone, Mike, and they had adopted a girl and she was whatever, six years old or something. And you guys were together for, I don't know, a few months. Uh, and then you broke up. And then years later, and we're talking like 18 years later or whatever it is, you know, that she's old enough. And you guys run into each other. And then you, you know, start dating and stuff. Yeah. That's almost like, oh, okay. I mean, it's that's a little weird, but that's okay. Sure. But the fact that he was there, not her father, but definitely a father figure to those kids because he was always over. And you even heard the one kid, he was like, can I go to uh, Woody's house this weekend if he's not busy? Yeah, and, that you know, was they, brother, yeah. Yeah, they looked at him like, you know, a, a man in their life that they wanted to be around. That's weird. It, it is weird. and. But the the thing for me is, and as, as I did with the Cuomo this week, and I've done before with Trump and all the unpopular things, I try to look at both sides of something to see: is there a possibility that we're overlooking something? Is there a situation here that's not as obvious as the bad one is? And I, I always thought, you know, Mia Farrow has uh, also. I'm also convinced that um, Ronan Farrow is Frank Sinatra's kid because of the way he looks. Mm. But last night they showed several pictures of Mia Farrow from the 70s and 80s where she looked 100% like Ronan. Like my son looks 99% like my wife and nothing like me. And that could be a very strong possibility that uh, that, that is just her kid and is not Frank Sinatra's kid. And she, he just looks exactly like the like Mia Farrow. I mean, he looks exactly like her. Right. And also, it's not Woody's kid. So there's no, no Woody DNA in there either because you would think you'd be like, oh, there's no way Woody Allen's making a kid that handsome. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it, but I, I it, what I watched with the Sunni stuff, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm like, you know, she was she was an adult, and uh, technically age wise, and even though it's weird, it, it is what it is. But then, as you dig deeper into it, 
there seems to be some pretty strong evidence, although they both deny it, that he started having sex with her while she was a senior in high school. Mm. And that is, that's completely gross and inappropriate. And uh, then where the thing takes a huge turn is the Dylan Farrow stuff, the stuff where uh, he supposedly molested the other younger child. And they, I mean, they flat out busted him doing that. So they knew that even the even the therapist said that there's an unnatural relationship between Woody and the child to keep them away from each other. I mean, for a therapist to say keep them away from each other, that's somebody who is definitely, you know, sees some sort of pattern with this guy. And they said keep him away from her without, you know, when there's no other people around. So uh, he went over the house and he had an opportunity because the nannies were there and Mia Farrow wasn't. And he took her in the house and he took her uh, in the attic, the only place where they wouldn't be found right away. And they said for 20 minutes they didn't know where the two of them were. And when uh, Mia she? came... what She was a little baby. She yeah, was like maybe was, six, yeah. five or six. What? And uh, when she came... Mia Farrow said, when I came home, Dylan was wearing a sundress, but she had no underwear on. She goes, which is weird, but not that weird. Kids, you know, do weird stuff. And she said that um, later on, she had found out that that they were missing for 20 minutes. And when she asked Dylan where they were, she said that daddy took her in the attic and uh, touched her privates. And now now this is where it gets weird because you're like, uh, okay, well, did she really say that? Or is Mia Farrow trying to be mad at her because she's sleeping with the other kid? So then uh, a family friend was over the house and their nanny uh, said that she saw Woody on his knees in front of the girl and with his, was head in her lap. with his head in her lap and was horrified by it and didn't know what to do and she couldn't go a whole day without telling anybody and she told them and it and it coincided with the story that Dylan was telling about him touching her privates because so Mia Farrow called the therapist and the therapist was off for the summer now here's where I, it bugs me so so she called the therapist the therapist was off for the summer so while the kid was talking because the kid kept bringing it up according to her she grabbed the video camera and started rolling tape and was like, now tell me that again, and show me where he touched you, and what did he do? And the kid was answering all the questions pretty matter-of-factly. But my problem is, is why didn't she immediately call the police? Why didn't she get it on tape and immediately call the police? That, to me, is the... Like, I, I'm telling you right now, my daughter comes near and says, anybody touch her privates, I call the police, and I say, I just killed the guy, you know, whoever it is. Right. Um, but But that is my first call, especially... I mean, like, it's got to be going through her head that... Woody Allen is having a sexual relationship with one of her other children. Now this child is saying that he was molesting her. It's all and on videotape. It's all in her favor. So why didn't she just call the cops right there and make a big deal out of it? So I'm reading this article in the Daily Beast about uh, about the documentary, and this goes into a little bit of that Dylan Farrow stuff, and it says that uh, Mia Farrow was just quoted as saying she wanted to keep the matter private for the sake of her children and did not and did not want to grant interviews. So maybe that's why she didn't go to the police. No, that's insane. Yeah, because that's insane. Because, but then it would have been public record. But also, if you if you care about your children. And you care what's worse, that they're embarrassed publicly or that a guy is sexually molesting them for their whole lives. Yeah. So, uh, and he and he was the adopted father of Dylan, so he had legal rights to visit her. So the only way that you can stop that is by going to the police and saying, this just happened according to the child. I don't want him anywhere near her again. And she didn't do that. And she didn't do that. And then after that, 
after that all went down, she was in the middle of filming a movie with him, and she finished filming the movie. <laughs> I'm like, you don't, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it, it was very, there's, there's a lot of things that make me think that they're both weird, but also more to make me think that Woody Allen definitely is a predator. And he, and then then you tie in his relationship with Epstein. It just kind of usually when you, the obvious is is usually the truth. I gotta tell you all these people that want to cancel other people, and then yeah. they're they're in a movie with Woody Allen. It's like, oh, really? Well, guess yeah, what? Yeah, real. I'll tell you what you do not want to listen to, Mike, because you will your head will explode. There is a uh, Dateline podcast called Do No Harm, and it's about uh, child protective services. And it's not what you think. It's not like, oh, these you're going to hear about terrible parents. It's not. It's normal parents that the kid had an accident or something, and Child Protective Services comes in and takes these kids away uh, from good parents. Oh. And, oh, it is furiating. I mean, it's unbelievable, the stuff. And they, they really what it boils down to is, you know, and this is not in all cases, in this case, they're protecting themselves more than they're protecting the kids. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're, like, looking out for their own asses. Yeah. yeah, it's unreal. And what could you do whenever they come and they have a court order to take your kids? No, it's so funny because my wife is in that industry and Ugh. so many people don't get in trouble that should, you know? Yeah. Uh, we have a mutual friend, I'll tell you off the air, who was down in uh, Siesta Key and rented a golf cart because that's pretty much, you know, down by the beach club down there. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets around. And has a young child, and they were driving around on the golf cart and got pulled over by the police. And the police said, this golf cart is not uh, safety ready for the kid. Now, if you're in a beach town where everybody's driving golf carts, you don't really think about that, you know. And the traffic knows that there's a lot of there's a lot of beach, you know, golf carts around here. So it's all, you kind of know where you're at. They wanted to take the kid away from him. Ugh, they wow. said, we have to take your kid away from you now because and bring in Child Protective Services because you're endangering the child. And thankfully, the guy was smart enough to have a good conversation with the police. The police said, well, we're not going to take your kid away. But that's what we oh. I was like, wow. Because I've driven down in my golf cart with my daughter on it before, and she's standing on it. <laughs> you know, like I, I, never even, I never even considered that. He's like, the, he goes, it's not the people that live here. It's the visitors flying through the streets and all that. And if that guy would have got his kid taken away, oh. that would have been the worst because he's a good father, you know? But right. Did you guys see the one on Netflix about uh, Gabriel Fernandez? Oh, that was so sad. Oh, was, that was terrible. That was, it so was, that was a complete and utter failure of yeah. everybody. That, Wh- which but, one is that? Fill me in. So uh, in California, the kid was, he like got taken to the ER and they found like cigarette burns and yeah. bruises all over his body. He's just clumsy. Well, that's basically what the parents said. And come to find out, Child Protective Services had visited him a bunch of times. He'd been trapped in the closet Jesus. and beaten and just, you know, basically they just let him there to die for his parents to uh, kill him. Yeah, well, there's a there's a, a story right there on the front page of the Tampa Bay Times today about a Clearwater couple who was starving their kids. And, yeah. Yeah, people are insane, man. They really are. All right. Uh, well, let's not be so sullen the whole thing over this. But that Woody uh, Allen thing definitely... <laughs> Definitely picks up, Galvin. I mean, it's it gets interesting, and when you start reading, when you start hearing the both sides of it, now I'm like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe Woody Allen is a creep, and I definitely believe Mia Farrow is nuts. Yeah, so I think that's a big. Th- that's a combination, <laughs> yeah. combination of the two, uh, and I and I think, and maybe I'm just a uh, you know on the surface, this is it, it always seems like you know what the most obvious thing is is probably true. If you've got Woody Allen accused marrying his his wife's adopted daughter. 
uh, allegedly molesting the other one and then having a known relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, it seems like the answers are all right there. You kind of got to go with what you know. Right. You know? Uh, I will not have Woody Allen babysit my children, hmm. and that's final. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a classic open letter from Galvin, and that'll lead us right into Sporkle, where we'll give some prizes to you next. It's the Mike Caltas Show. This is 1025 Le bon. You're listening to 